Hello and welcome to Lockdown Women's Basketball. I'm your host, Howard McDowell, reminding you you can follow us on Twitter at LockdownWBV. Obviously, every single day is critical right now in the Wubble, and a key part of making those days critical is the guest who's joining me, uh, somebody who, when I bring up Danielle Robinson's name across the league, people smile and people have nice things to say, which is not universally true of everyone, so... Danielle Robinson, thank you for taking the time to chat with us. Well, of course, it's it's my pleasure, um, and I'm glad that people smile. I hope that my my smile has always been contagious and and it inspires people to smile. So that that definitely feels good to hear. Good, I'm I'm glad. It it, it is I can tell you universal, and so let let's get into what that has meant because that played a critical part, I think, in terms of you joining the Las Vegas Aces this past offseason. It was an offseason where you would have been in significant demand. You come, you bring speed, you bring defensive intensity, you bring the ability to manage the game from the point guard spot in a way that very few have. It's why you're a three-time all-star in this league. Can you take me through what your thought process was when it came to choosing a team in free agency? Yeah, well, um, you know, it was a good process, obviously, uh, the first time being unrestricted. So um, I went in with an open mind. Obviously, I had uh, two really great years in Minnesota. So, um, you know, we're treated like professionals there. Um, obviously, I learned a ton from not only Cheryl, but Walt, of course, Show P. Um, and, you know, I was able to reunite with James when I was there as well. So, um, you know, taking all that into consideration, um, it was hard. It was hard to leave. I can I can say that. Um, but I knew that I wanted to be. I think one of the main things was, you know, Vegas is it's a West Coast team. I'm able to be close to closer to my family. It was about an hour flight away um, from you know San Jose, and then on top of that, it's it's the culture that they had the the youth, um, the young core that they had that they were building upon. Um, and I wanted to take a risk. I mean, not necessarily a risk, but I wanted to to try a new challenge. Um, I wanted to put myself in a position to lead um, people that I, you know, that I wasn't comfortable with. Uh, obviously, I know Dior kind of came back, but at the same time, like, you know, I didn't know Asia at all. Um, I was in the same draft class with Liz, but I still, you know, personally don't know her that well. Obviously, KP and I um, compete at the highest level, so I'm um, against each other. But it was an opportunity for me to grow as well, and that's mm-hmm. what I think um, was was the main thing. Like, I wanted to grow and learn and lead um, this group. Uh, obviously, such a, a, a dynamic group of talented individuals. Um, like I said, young um, but not playing youthful, you know. I think that mm-hmm. everybody saw to do last year, uh, making noise in the league, and now that's something I wanted to be a part of. Obviously, Asia being a big staple of that. Um, she's just an amazing player. Obviously, was a tough guard for everybody in the league, um, you know, for the two years that she's been in. And so, I, I definitely wanted to team up with her as well and and see what we could, you know, do to help lead this team. When you first got here, we talked to Bill, and Bill said, uh, D-Rob's going to be here, uh, she's going to be a critical part of our team, she's going to give us 15 minutes uh, a game uh, playing the point guard position. 
uh, you are playing 22.4 minutes per game. And obviously part of that is Kelsey Plum uh, and her injury and having to uh, take on maybe a greater responsibility even than it was first assumed you would. But I also cannot help but think that this number plays a part. If you go to the net rating, offensive rating, defensive rating, and who has the biggest impact on the Las Vegas Aces, Angel McCautry has a difference between her on-the-court, off-the-court net rating of 12.4 points per 100 possessions. Asia Wilson is 8.7. You're third. You're at 4.6. You have a significant impact on what the Aces are able to do. And part of that is pace, and part of that is skill. So I want to get into that in a little greater uh, depth with the specifics of those numbers. But just more generally, do you feel as if you've had an opportunity to exceed what your expectations were for how often you'd be on the floor and how much of an impact you'd be able to have on the team. Yeah, well, honestly, Howard, um, you know, I came in with uh, the expectation to, to, to do me, to play my game, whether that was two minutes, five minutes, 15 minutes, um, you know, whatever Bill asked of me, um, that's what I wanted to come here and do. And so um, I have been very pleased uh if I can say so myself, with, with how I've been playing, um, I think I'm just I, I think I'm just playing with a, a level of con- confidence that maybe I haven't had in a while. Whether that was injury, whether that was system, whether that was whatever um, the case was, uh, there's just this unwavering belief um, coming from my teammates, from the staff, from the whole organization that um, really plays a part in in the confidence that I'm playing with this year, and so. Um, I give a lot of credit to the coaches and my really for uh, the belief that they have in me, the trust that they have, and um, yeah. I mean, when you talk about coaching, you, I feel like, have as much of an understanding of the coaches in this league as anybody. Uh, You you know, as somebody who you've now played for Bill, you played for Cheryl, like you said, uh, you played with uh, Walt being an assistant and uh, and James Wade being an assistant uh, as well. You played for Dan Hughes, who uh, led Seattle to a championship in 2018. What makes Bill, Bill? Uh, you know, every, everyone kind of laughs when you ask about Bill. And, uh, you know, the, the best way of putting it is, um, I'm trying to see Burdick about it, right? And uh, she said, Bill takes care of the people who are in the circle but it's a tough thing to get into that circle and get there. So take us through what, what it means to, um, what your impressions were of Bill before you got here and what it's been like to play for him as well. <laughs> um, before I got here, I honestly couldn't tell you much about Bill. Um, hmm. I know that he is very in tune with the game. Obviously he was a player. Um, and has done wonderful things for women's basketball. Um, but as far as like a person and his coaching style, I couldn't tell you anything really. Mm-hmm. Um, but like Sierra said, once you're, once you're in the circle, um, he's a guy that, that takes care of you um, in whatever way you need. Um, he's not a, a man of a lot of words. Um, but the words that he, he uses are very impactful. Um, he gets 
straight to the point. Um, but the thing that I love about Bill's coaching is that he's, you know, there's, there's a lot of times when coaches want to call all the plays. They want to, you know, basically manage it from, you know, first play call to last play call. And with Bill, it's basically run your stuff. Run your stuff. Like, I'm not going to tell you what to run. Run your stuff. And um, if there's something specific that I want, eventually, like, yeah, I'll call it. But, like, the trust that he has in his players is something that I absolutely love. Like, I love just being in the flow and, and sometimes not even have to call a play. Just, you know, if there's a high pick and roll or a drag screen or anything coming in transition or obviously a spot up three, like, he's not mad at those possessions. Um, or going to call timeout and, and yell and things like that. Like, he, he trusts us. Obviously, he trusts his system. And so um, that's the biggest thing I learned about Bill is that, you know, when he trusts you and believes in you, like, it's, it's basically free reign. He, he brings in players that um, obviously are going to buy into the system and buy into each other. And the way that we practice, you know, our sets and, and things like that, it's basically just a lot of reads and – um, a lot of movement, and so that's the, that's the best part about Bill is just his trust and belief in us as players, um, in his staff, and everybody that he brings to the organization. Like it's it's a it's a strong strong belief. He said last week that he's not an X's and O's guy. That his strength he believes as a coach, and certainly it's borne out by the success he's had a lot of different uh, teams through the years is. Putting people in that position that you just described, in a position to succeed, they know what their roles are, and then they go and perform. Well, so let's talk about what your performance has been put in that position to succeed. You are shooting 51.2% from the field this year. That is your best number since 2012. Uh, you are managing to hit 38.5% of your threes. That is something that was a late arrival to your game and just across the board this is somehow the most efficient year of your career does it feel that way to you and do you feel as if you're the same player being put in a different position given more trust or do you think that you have developed in that way as well yeah um i think it's a combination of those things um those numbers are exciting because those are things that I've worked on. Mm -hmm. um, you know, obviously the three um, has been something that, you know, people have talked about for years. Like, she doesn't shoot it, she doesn't shoot it. Um, and for me, it was never like I never wanted to shoot it. It was more like I had people around me that shot it better. Like, why would I, <laughs> you know, take those threes away from the Becky Hammond, the Kayla McBride, sure. the... Lexi Brown, you know, that, that kind of thing. It was like, if I can get into the lane and collapse the defense, maybe shoot a layup. But if not, if somebody comes over, like I'm picking to those people where this is what they do, you know, like it was never that I didn't want to shoot the three. Obviously as my career went on, like, you know, my confidence and having to shoot it more, um, obviously practicing it more, uh, was something that I just, you know, when the time came, if I was going to be open the way people talked about, then, yeah, of course, I want to be able to knock it down. So, of course, that's something that you work on as well. Um, can, I, can I ask about that a little yeah. bit? Because we, so I had a conversation with Walt a couple of years ago when you first okay. arrived in Minnesota. And he said, 
the goal is we want to get D Rob to a point where she is a thirty percent shooter from three. Just you know to to, to be that level of threat. And you are thirty eight point five percent this year. It, it seemed like even beyond just looking at those raw numbers, just look that's a small sample. It's five for thirteen, right? But your level of comfort was such that you took those shots without hesitation. Was there something that clicked this year for you in particular of feeling at a different level when it came to shooting those threes? Well, honestly, I can give a lot of credit to Walt. Um, he was the guy that really was in the gym with me after I hurt my ankle um, in 2018 that really helped me with my shot um, and just gaining that confidence literally rep after rep after rep. And so when the ball came and then, you know, I, I was able to go overseas last year and shot it more than I ever have. And so I came back this year with the mentality of why not? <laughs> why not? Like I'm going to get those shots. I've obviously been comfortable shooting it for the last seven months in Europe. Why not in the WNBA? And so when those shots are coming to me now, um, I, there is no hesitation because I've worked on it. I've seen it go in. I've, know that I've put in the time um, to be a good shooter. And so, you know, in, in shooting competitions, like I'm hanging with the shooter. So it's not like, you know, I technically consider myself a, a, a good shooter from three. Like even though my numbers aren't as high, like my volume isn't as high, like I still feel like it's a good shot for me. Mm -hmm. um, and 39.4% overseas as well, by the way. I mean, this is, this is not some small sample size fluke. This is something that has clearly become part of your skill set and obviously especially with Kelsey Plum out something that matters a great deal to what you guys are doing on the offensive side do you find that you're getting an extra step or two uh, that the defense is giving you when it comes to dribble penetration now because of this as a threat because it's got to be a counter for the scouting report yeah I definitely think maybe over the last two games that it was something that you know still was maybe secondarily mentioned, you know, obviously, of course, my ability to get to the lane is probably always number one. Mm -hmm. um, but I definitely think that people have to pay more attention to it now. Um, and like, again, like Mac and Angel and, and them, they are the, the shooters, the quote unquote shooters on our team, you know, like I'm not going to come out blazing trying to shoot 10 threes a game, but I am going to shoot the ones in rhythm. You, on the defensive side of things, have a defensive rating of 94. It is the best of anyone on this team other than Jackie Young. And I say that very specifically because when Vegas has thought about it, it's thought about it in terms of the bigs, the rebounding, you know, the interior toughness. But what I see is I see a number of perimeter defenders who are allowing you guys to reach the level that you have this year, you're being 18 and four, having the top overall seed. How much do you think that development and that added quickness uh, on the perimeter and Sugar too, you know, a, a, another uh, tremendous perimeter defender, allows what happens on the inside uh, to 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 be to maximum effect? Yeah, well, I think you know the defensive identity of us is we just want to play so hard and make it hard for people. Um, and I, obviously I think that starts with, you know, the pressure that the guards put on the ball, which um, ultimately helps, you know, making the interior passes harder. 
um, making the post have to work harder um, for anything that they get. And then obviously having to go against Asia, the, the Carolyn, um, the length of Carolyn, the athleticism of Gierica. Um So I, I definitely think it's a, it's a lot about pride and, and a lot about trust uh, for us on the defensive end. Um, and we just want to make it hard because we know, you know, once we get those shots, like we're a team of pace. We want to push it. We want to run. Uh, we want to break people down in that way. And so we take a lot of pride on that end, um, starting from the guards on the perimeter and then obviously internally as well. When you think about what this team can be, obviously a, a championship is the goal of every player at, at every time. But did you come in with that assumption? I, you know, I, I know that in the wake of Liz not playing, in the wake of Kelsey Plum being injured, there were a lot of people who put Las Vegas to the side. And I wonder whether that is something that has changed in your mind uh, how great this team can be. And I, and I asked that with the context of, I asked Asia Wilson about it, and she certainly thought that you guys would be contenders, but she said 18 and four and the top overall seed has uh, gone even beyond her ceiling. I just wonder how you thought about it coming in. Yeah, well, I would agree with Asia for sure. Um, I definitely thought that we could do some damage. Um, obviously we weren't sure how the season was gonna play out with playing every other day and practice and, and all that um, with the scheduling of everything. And obviously we struggled with bodies and training camp. Um, we knew that we weren't just coming down here to, for shits and giggles, excuse my language. Um, <laughs> we knew that, you know, if we were going to come down here, we were going to come down here and play hard and compete. And I think that we've, you know, we've done just that, but we've also surpassed, um, you know, like she said, like what we thought as far as, you know, being, being 18 and four, um, we knew that there was going to be some bumps in the road. Obviously we weren't going to win every single game, but we were going to try to. And so, uh, it, it's cool to see, you know, from training camp till now how far we've come in just the, the short span of two months. Um, and so we're we're excited about about what we can do. We're excited to be in this position, but we're not satisfied. Um, and that's, I think, the biggest thing is that, okay, yeah, we put ourselves in this position, but what are we going to do now? And what do you think emotionally, you know, to be in the wobble like this, having people like yourself, having people like Asia, people who are business-like on the court, but clearly have that sense of fun and being able to keep a lighter emotional tenor from day to day. How, how significant has that been in your overall success, do you think? Yeah, I think that's been huge. I think that's been one of the biggest things that's, that's kept us going, is our ability to um, you know, flip that switch sometimes and just be goofy with each other and recognize that everything, you know, isn't serious all the time. Um, obviously, there's a lot of business-like stuff going on. You have testing, you have treatment, you have practice, then you have testing after, or you're preparing for games, shoot around, like all these things that fill up your day. So when we have the time to laugh and be together and go to the pool and hang out, listen to music and just talk, um, with this group, it's been really, really special. Um, you know, we had a, a dinner for, for Jackie's birthday last night, and we laughed, like, so hard. And it was just one of those things that you need in a time like this where everything else in your day is planned and you just have a spur of the moment 
um, you know, team gathering that ends up being uh, refreshing and just fun and new and all that, um, this ability to learn from each other. So uh, it's been huge. And, and this group has been more than special. Uh, we've learned so much about each other in these two months. And I think that's why um, you see, you know, us reaping the benefits because we just, we just enjoy being around each other. We enjoy learning from each other. We enjoy playing with each other at the end of the day. If I could take it full circle on that point, and we talked up top about how everyone speaks about your impact on others, but for, for you to be playing, for you to be calling for justice for Breonna Taylor, which we are all continuing to do and must continue yep. to do in this moment, how important has it been to have people surrounding you to help keep your spirits up? in that period of time too. And to have that call be universal in your experience in Bradenton. Yeah, well that's, uh, you know, this this whole season has been dedicated to not only Brown and Taylor, but the other women affected um, by the social injustice. And um, sometimes it's, it's, it's really heavy, um, but that's the joy of, of playing a sport. We're not just playing for ourselves. We're playing for Brianna Taylor. We're playing for her name, her family, um, her friends, all of those people that have been affected by um, her loss. And it's not just obviously our team, it's the whole league. Um, every single person that supports our league is also um, speaking out. So that's been like huge to see, just the amount of love and support um, that we've been able to give her family uh, in this time of need. And so to be able to, to have these conversations with other players and um, see the other initiatives that teams are doing to help fulfill, um, you know, those gaps and loss, it, it's been it's been special. It's been one of the most special uh, seasons that I've been a part of in this league and um, honored at the end of the day to, to have her name on the back of my jersey. Well, you've done such significant work in this area and I, I just would say that I'm grateful uh, on behalf of every American who believes that there needs to be a change. But I, I am curious for you, what is, we'll, we'll leave it on this note, on these two notes, what is self-care like for you in the wobble with all of that responsibility and all of that challenge on and off the court and, and then related to it, when this is all done, what is the thing you are most excited about? <laughs> um, self-care for me looks like it, it varies. Um, sometimes if it's a if it's a heavier day, I like to just, I guess you can say just be. Um, <clears throat> you know, literally be on my phone, don't have the TV on, literally just open my blinds, look outside and 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 be um and if it's a nice day then i'll go by the pool and listen to music and that's it kind of feels like an, an escape from from the bubble it's like i picture myself in mexico like on a beach and you know basically just surrounded by nature at that point um sure. that's been like the biggest self-care for me is is really getting outside and, and making sure it's like a, a different like change of scenery um and imagining that just to get away from everything and once I leave here, um, 
Mexico on a beach sounds Honestly. pretty good. I'm I'm locked in a house in New yeah. Jersey, so that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, hitting a beach would be amazing, but honestly, it's just going to be reconnecting with my fiance, my parents, uh, my dog. That would be everything that uh, would fill me up at, at that moment. Um, it's been a long uh, three months without them, and uh, yeah, I'm just looking forward to, to getting back home um, to, I guess, a sense of, of my own space. Like, uh, you know, <clears throat> When you've had practice, you've had a game, and you had practice, had a game, and then the off day, and then it's like you go on stage and you see basketball players, referees. You see, it's just all basketball, basketball, basketball. So, I think getting away from the game for a little bit uh, will be beneficial. Um, but we're not done yet, Howard. So just stay tuned. <laughs> yeah, you, you sure are. And congratulations on your upcoming nuptials. All the best to you, and uh, really appreciate your time. And I know our listeners do as well. Danielle Robinson, thank you. Thank you so much, Howard.